right, welcome back everyone to the Gaia podcast. Today we have a very special guest. You may know her from the Twitter account A Simple Sun God. And uh, Helios, how about you introduce yourself? Hello everyone, my name is Helios and I am also known as Sun Gay, the Sun Lesbian. <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of nicknames Duke of the Dykes, whatever. Call me whatever you want. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, how about you tell me about your character? Like, where did uh, where the idea come from? What your goal was with it? What inspired you? Sure. So, uh, I I originally started following a bunch of the God Squad accounts, including the <laughs> OG Mother Gaia um, uh, what a account. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> um, and I made an account for Moses. Because I thought, this is so original, and no one has done this. And a day after I started, I got 100 followers. I saw there was another Moses that was, like, way more popular than I was. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) I can do better than this. I'm going to dive back into my... So, okay, this is, like, a weird story. But when I was in fourth grade, we read the kid-friendly version of The Odyssey. Interesting. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) know that there was a kid-friendly version of the Odyssey. I don't know. I went to Quaker school in Pennsylvania, so, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you get it. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So we had to pick a god or a goddess to just be called by our teacher for the rest of the because Quaker school. And I wanted to be a god, even though all the girls in my class wanted to be goddesses. So I was like, you know what? All the good gods have been taken. I'm going to look up in this book. I'm going to put my finger down on the page and find the first god. And that's what I'll be called. And it was Helios, the sun god. And I was like, cool. So I did a lot of research about Helios when I was in fourth grade. And um, it became kind of a joke in my family. My mom would call me Helios sometimes just because it was so absurd that like my teacher and friends would call us all by Greek god names. So... (laughs) That's what inspired me to make the parody account with a twist awesome. of, you know, being a lesbian and stuff. Right, of course. <laughs> I think I think it fits your personality very well. Thank you. <laughs> I, you're, from my experiences with you, you've always been very bright and sunny. And when I wanted to introduce your character into my comics, I asked you if there was anything that you wanted to have, like, stick out about the great sun god and your response was, can you make him gay? And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just, I love that. And now Helios is one of the most like fun and energetic characters in my comics. And I, I thank you deeply for uh, bringing him into it. That's very sweet. Thank you so much for incorporating me into your comics. I always love you know reading your comics and especially when you did the pride month one where Mm. where helios like (laughs) runs into the into the block and is like it's pride month that's my favorite one but i'm a little biased but yeah your your comics have always made me laugh and so i'm glad that we've actually become friends on twitter but also kind of in real life too through that and definitely power of the internet i know right it's great (laughs) yeah it's awesome (laughs) All right, so as we talked on, as we touched on it before, uh, you are a lesbian. I am, and I <laughs> wanted to discuss with you 
some of the struggles, like daily uh, ups and downs of being a part of the LGBTQ plus community? Sure. Um, well, I guess the, the struggle I get the most or the thing that I have to deal with the most is, uh, so I am a very like masculine, butch, dykey lesbian, just to right. flat out say I have short hair. I don't wear, I wear very masculine clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think gendered clothing is pretty stupid, but like, if you're going to like be to understand what, what I look like most i would have to say i wear men's clothes most of the time so when i go to the women's room i get a lot of looks i get yelled at (laughs) i get people tell me like women will tell me i'm in the wrong bathroom even though you know honey i have the same parts as you do i'm just trying to pee like (laughs) that's incredible yeah so that happens yeah i've always heard about stories of things happening like that but i've never actually met someone who goes through that, and that's typical with like, uh, like trans people trying mm-hmm. to find their identities, but you are just a lesbian woman, and that happens to you. That's yeah, so, that's so wild. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it used to really bother me, um, mm. but it doesn't so much anymore. Um, I don't really care. Like, I know who I am. I know that I'm just trying to use the bathroom. And, you know, they can get all pissy and mad at me if they want, but I don't mind. (laughs) That's awesome. So, earlier this week, I I was hanging out with a couple friends. And it's September. It's halfway through. And at this time, I personally like to start feeling a little spooky. So... I was re-watching The Haunting of Hill House. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, there's a character. It's, a, it's based on a book from, like, the 40s or 50s or whatever, and there's a character in it, and her name is Theodora, and she's a lesbian, and she's my all-time favorite, like, gay character in pop culture, and I was wondering uh, what your favorite gay pop culture characters are. Well... Let me think about that. First of all, I've actually seen Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> I was just... What did you think of it? I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot, too. Yeah, I actually just looked it up. Because like, I, I remembered the title, and but I couldn't remember <laughs> if I'd seen it. But now... Did you remember <laughs> it? Like, you, you, couldn't, you weren't sure if you saw it before, and then once you saw it, then you were like, oh, yeah, I yes. watched that entire series. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't see the whole series. I've seen episodes, but, like, not... I haven't seen the whole series, but I've definitely seen some episodes. I think it was during a time in my life where I was, like, constantly high. So... <laughs> um, I yeah. feel that. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It was a blur. Um, my... So, characters... So, okay, this person, she's not, like... Well, I guess they never really say if she's a lesbian or not, but Clarice Starling in Silence of the Lambs, okay. she's an FBI agent, and she's played by Jodie Foster, so automatically right. I'm like, she's a lesbian. But she... <laughs> <laughs> because Jodie Foster's Fair a lesbian. Fair reasoning. Yeah. So, it, Silence of the Lambs is my favorite movie um, of all time. Mm. I think it's cinematically gorgeous. Blah, blah, I blah. I love the books, too. Um <laughs> But I think Clarice Starling 
is so powerful um, because, like, they don't really give her a sexuality in it. And, mm-hmm. but she's still, like, the only female in this very male-dominated workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kind of inspires me. But I like to pretend she's a lesbian. Um, I think that's completely reasonable. <laughs> uh, I guess if we were going to go actual lesbians, I love Nikki from Orange is Black. Ah, uh, yes. She, it, her character's so fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's I, crazy. She, Cause you like you really get to see her go through like all this like emotional turmoil, and she's really just trying to like she acts very tough, and but you know that she's really just trying to fit in where she can. Yeah, it's it's very emotional. Yeah, and what I think is really interesting about her is that she had like a great upbringing. Like she, I mean, you know, she had problems with her family but like her family was very well off um and not someone that you typically see in prison exactly so it's that whole kind of thing which i think is kind of becoming a real life issue is like heroin Mm -hmm. uh all of like the rich kids in the suburbs are doing it now Mm -hmm. and i feel like that wasn't how it used to be or at least that's what i've read in in articles so i think that kind of brought to light that issue but beside that she is also like i don't know i like how she's very masculine but wears makeup Mm. yeah that that is interesting that's not something that uh you see a lot like um what the the there's another very like butch character is it boo yeah big boo Big Boo. She <laughs> doesn't wear makeup at all, and she's also one of the, like, prominent lesbians on yeah. the show. She, I mean, she's um, also my favorite. I love I love she, Leah Delaria. She is the lord of the lesbians. Yes. Do you follow her on, like, all yes. of her social media? Yes. She's so much fun to watch. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> she, when she came out with that, she came out, because she has a gorgeous voice, and she's, like, a very talented jazz singer. She came out mm-hmm. with an entire album of David Bowie covers and I'm like a diehard David Bowie fan and oh, yeah. it when that came out I was like I immediately bought it. I was like this is amazing. She's <laughs> so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I will have to check that out cuz I I haven't I haven't heard of that. I love uh, and I love Bowie. I remember when uh it came out that he died. Um and my birthday is like a week after his. So like he died and then on the on my birthday my mom uh, bought me the Black Star album. And I was like, I was so happy, but my heart was like crushed. Mm. And so that's all I listened to for like, like three months, actually. Are you an Aquarius? <laughs> no, I'm a uh, Capricorn. When's your birthday? January 17th. I'm January 28th. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, we'll yeah. have to have like a, like a birthday party celebration. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go back to Pennsylvania for that. I don't even know if I'll be able to... Wait, yours is the 28th. Mine is 17th. Actually, I might still be here. I'm I'm hopefully leaving to study abroad in England on January 31st. Oh, wow, that's dope. Well, you're going to have to come down to D.C. and party before you do that. I will 100% do that. <laughs> Christmas break, that's what, that's what we're doing. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> uh awesome and 
uh, that kind of going back to the the characters that they don't really give any uh, sexuality to. What I the first one that uh, popped into my mind was uh, Ripley from Alien. Oh yeah. Did you know that when they uh, wrote the script for that, Ripley didn't have gender specific pronouns because they were hoping that it could like whoever was best playing that character obviously sigourney weaver got the role right and i just i she's fantastic i love her in everything and i can totally see ripley as being like like kind of like on the same level um so i just i i love talking about movies we'll have to like talk another time about just like go back and forth about awesome movies and let's do it and stuff like that yeah i mean i was in a film fraternity in college so that's awesome. i'm always down <laughs> i'm always down to talk about film i wish we had a film fraternity at my school we'll talk Maybe you I'll can yeah you can start out <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after this you can bring it to your college <laughs> awesome <laughs> all right so the next thing that i have written down is uh something that i saw on twitter it's that Indonesia is changing their child marriage laws so that the minimum age for women to get married is the age of 19. Which is kind of a really big step up because it used to be 16. Oh, wow. And in uh, and that's even funny that they're going for 19 because the minimum in the, in the United States is 18. Right. So... Uh, that's even like a little bit after and it's they're hoping that it prevents people from selling their daughters into marriage into marriages for like class advancement and money and stuff um i have a statistic here that says uh that 25 percent of women in indonesia are married before the age of 18 wow i know isn't that crazy let me let me look up real quick the population of indonesia because i imagine it's pretty wow okay so the population of indonesia is 264 million people whoa that's that's not all too far off from the united states population yeah so uh assume half of that is female and then so that gives like 132,000 break it down that's like probably like 35 million women every year getting married before they turn 18 that's that's so i can't even like process that i know and i that's why i i knew that i had to write that down because like that that sounds like something like like middle ages type of thing like people selling their kids so that they can get higher classes and have their family be like higher with advancements and everything. Yeah, but it's it's very the Shakespearean. Fact that taking steps is like that's awesome, and it was like it was actually like a unanimous vote. Like that's they everyone uh, decided that that was what it was going to be. So I just thought like like what what's your opinion on their choice of eight, of raising it to nineteen versus the United States being eighteen? I mean, I think that's a huge step and that they're actually taking initiative to ensure that, like, little kids won't get sold into marriage. 
Um, because I think if they did 18, it would still be too close to adolescence, I guess, in a way. So they want to, like, make sure that these are women. Like, these are adults. Yeah, these are people, like, making this choice. Yeah. And obviously it's not going to, like, stop every instance, but that's that's going to be pretty significant. Once, you know, I'm 19 right now, and I still haven't figured everything out, but I'm, I feel a lot more, um, like, in tune with who I am and the decisions that I make on a daily basis than when I was 16. Like, those are the formative years of people's lives, and maybe once they turn 19, they're going to have more of a a mindset and a control over who they are that they'll be able to be like, no, I don't want to marry this guy. I want to marry for love instead of money. Yeah. I mean, listen, look, like I'm 23 years old. I'm about to be 24 in January. I don't, am I allowed to curse on this show? Sure. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like (laughs) I am an idiot. Okay. Like I don't know anything about taxes. I just learned how to pay bills the other day. I definitely could not get married anytime soon and make a conscious decision to like, I mean, I have a dog and like, but okay. I probably, yes, Winnie's great, but I (laughs) like, that's about it. I can't even barely take care of myself. Like I put my whole heart and soul into taking care of my dog and that's all I know how to do. Otherwise, I'm a complete and total idiot. I don't think I'll be any smarter until I'm at least 40 years old. So. a <laughs> 100% fair. I, like, there are even, like, 40-year-olds that don't have it together. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> we'll, we'll actually cover that in a topic later. Yeah. <laughs> um... But it, that I I agree. Like you know, people. That's like that opens like a whole like slew of other issues. Like, why is it that we're just learning how to do taxes or bills when we're twenty three years old and we've already been out in the world for a couple years? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I feel like that really like it. It should be at least touched upon in high school. Yeah. Like. For college, you're going to a place and you're trying to learn something about a specific thing. When you go to high school, everyone needs to understand how to do taxes. Everyone needs to understand how to pay bills, yeah. no matter what position you're in. So I think, you know, they, they should definitely... I think I forget what I called it. I had an idea for, like, a class. And I actually proposed it to my principal when I was in high school. I was like, hey, why don't we put together a class called, like, Life 101... And it just teaches you how to do, like, basic stuff that you need to know. Like, yeah. I don't need to know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I'm a film major. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I spend an entire semester learning that. <laughs> it's it's also <laughs> important because, like, a lot of kids, like, don't go to college and might mm-hmm. end up working, I don't know, starting their own company. Or maybe they go, you know, want to work in, like just putting this out there like a grocery store for a couple years or something like that they still have to pay taxes on that Mm -hmm. and i i still struggle with taxes and like my mom works for a credit union and she's helped me through it every year but it's it's definitely not something i'd know how to do on my own (laughs) oh me either my mom helps me too and she had nothing to do with 
any kind of financial ability. So, breaking away from something uh, so serious and (laughs) thought-provoking, I figured that both of us being fans of Philadelphia, that we could take a minute to recognize that football season has started and the (laughs) Eagles have been playing fairly well over the last two weeks. One and one. (laughs) I I really don't... I actually wrote that exactly. Like, that's the third point under the Eagles column. It's one and one. (laughs) Um... It's it's a it's been pretty good. I honestly, like when they played the Falcons on Sunday, I was stressed to say the least. I was on the edge of my seat. Um our players were getting like beaten up like yeah. like every single play. Um but probably the biggest definitely the biggest change to the team being that this is our first season without Nick Foles. Yes. I and yeah. But Deshaun Jackson's back. Yes, I was. I was really excited about that. I saw them post that on Instagram, and I took a screenshot of, and I sent it to my dad and my aunt, and I was like, "Deshaun's back!" Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I my, my family. So it's just pretty. So my whole family comes from St. Louis, but my mom and I are the only ones mm. who like live around Philly. So mm. and she doesn't. She doesn't care about football. She just wants us to win, and that's about it. Um, that's so fair. I didn't really have anyone to celebrate with when he came back, um, <laughs> except for you. I think we might have shared a couple things on Twitter <laughs> about it. So you got to oh, know yeah. that you're my my number one go to with Eagles stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I saw that you is she your girlfriend now? Is mm-hmm. that official? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I saw that you are like converting your girlfriend into an Eagles fan. <laughs> she hates football. Like <laughs> she hates football. And so she literally says to me the other day, she's like, I hate football. So I might as well root for the birds. And I was like, here, I'm getting on one knee right now. I'm about to propose to you because that was the hottest thing anyone's <laughs> ever said to me. <laughs> That's incredible. That's, you know what? That's kind of like I. There's multiple situations where I've interacted with that. Like my mom, originally, like she's like she's a, a Green Bay Packers fan. Ooh, and I know. <laughs> and so, but it's like her dad was a Packers fan, mm-hmm. and so she just kind of like she went with it. She likes the Packers, but she, uh, like she, she's always been like interested in football, but. Definitely didn't take it as seriously as my dad did. And so when my mom married him, she was like, I can root for the Eagles because I live near Philadelphia and that's the game that's usually on. But when the Packers come around and play against the Eagles, all bets are off. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's kind of like the same thing with my girlfriend. Like she was, uh, um, her dad's a Bears fan. And she never really... Yeah, duh, Bears. The guy that runs the Jesus account is also a Bears fan. And uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I made a, uh, I made a tweet that was saying, my, um, uh, it was like, the, the Bears are playing Green Bay today, and uh, my mom is a Green Bay fan, and my dad, or my sister, or my, ugh, can't talk. 
my mom is a Green Bay fan, girlfriend's a, a Bears fan, so I'm just going to be stuck between a very heated rivalry. <laughs> and G- and the, the guy that runs the Jesus account, uh, well, not anymore, Ugh. but uh, he was like, uh, if your girlfriend is the Bears fan, then you should marry her. And if your mom's the Green Bay fan, you can always drop her off at a home. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Oh but my god! I, uh, she's she just told me that she wants me to like buy her some Eagles merch for Christmas, and I was like, gladly. Your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Right. <laughs> um, I assume you watched the game on Sunday. I did not watch the whole thing. I watched the very end. What did I do did on Sunday? I had to take a yoga class. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I was not very go? zen because I was concerned for my boys in green. Well, they were wearing... <laughs> were they in red that day? No. They were wearing white. White. Yeah. Um, red. I don't know. Sometimes they have them special... Oh, my gosh. Whoa, that was not English. Sometimes they have those <laughs> special uniforms. Like, I guess they have the pink ones for breast yeah. cancer awareness. Okay. I don't know why I said red edit that out uh, <laughs> <laughs> boys in green but they were wearing white um <laughs> i watched the tail end so my roommate uh is a giant and he Ooh. has a fantasy but i don't know mm-hmm. anything about like he has mm-hmm. um except for he does have uh what's his name antonio brown Antonio Brown. Yeah. I have him on my fantasy team. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. He was, like, talking about it and, like, praying to the fantasy gods about it. It was a very interesting <laughs> interaction. Um, but I did watch the tail end and right, like, I don't know, it got exciting for a second in the fourth quarter and then it was like, mm, never mind. Yeah. Do you happen to see the the Carson Wentz throw that he made to Mac Hollins where they spent like a good like five minutes like replaying it to see if the ball left his hand by the time his knee touched the ground. Oh wow. I didn't see that. You'll have to look that up because they they like they didn't even show the next play. That's how like intense they were watching that play. That's crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was definitely uh worth the watch. And honestly you know, it's the beginning of the season. It's okay that they lost um, because they played well. It's just the Falcons played a little bit better. Yeah. And also, most of our team was beaten up. So. Yeah, literally. But we're pretty evenly matched with the Falcons, I think. Which, like, yeah. if you go to baseball, like, we're not anywhere close to the Braves. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, I'm a diehard Phillies fan. Like, baseball's my favorite sport. So, yeah. I mean, I love football, too, don't get me wrong, but baseball right. is my, my big sport. So, I was like, I would just like to beat Atlanta in something right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was really hopeful for the Phillies at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And they're like, it's it's almost 50-50 now, isn't it? It's like 72 mm-hmm. to 73 or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. I gotta say, though, um, oh, what's his name? Adam Hazley? Mm-hmm. This kid is really proving himself this season. Like oh, yeah. he, this, he's so good. 
I yeah. I think he's gonna be the next Chase Utley. I have I have hope I for him. So. I think he's really gonna Utley. do well. I know. Did you see that he <laughs> Utley has a new show for the Dodgers? Really? Yeah. And he like tweeted about it and he's in like a blue suit or something and he goes, Like my new uniform and I'm like, bitch, you should be in red. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I agree. I I I love Utley. I, I actually got to meet him at a game once. What? Incredible. Yeah. I was like eight years old and uh, I was like, I was in like Cub Scouts and we went to a Phillies game and I was like super into it. I was very excited Aww. and uh, I I got to meet him. He signed a baseball and everything. So that's awesome. Very, very <laughs> that's real cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right. So next section this is uh kind of the this is the first reoccurring session or section that i am gonna try and make like a regular part of the podcast it's called what did he do (laughs) and this is the part where we discuss stupid things that the tangerine in the white house has uh done over the week uh, the first thing just happened today on September 17th. He was talking in New Mexico, which, keep in mind, he lost by eight points in 2016 because a majority of New Mexico is Hispanic. Uh, that being said, he gets in front of his rally in front of a group of people holding Latinos for Trump signs. Mm. Uh, and he starts talking about Steve Cortez, uh, which he later says that he looks, Steve Cortez looks more like a wasp than he does. Oh my God. For our, uh, for our non, what would that be? Like educated or our, our ill-informed, uh, listeners, a wasp is a... It was a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, uh, Protestant-looking person, um, and he calls a Hispanic man a wasp in front of everyone, and then he he looks at him from across the state the the stadium and goes, "Who do you love more, the country?" Or Hispanics. I have no words. I don't. <laughs> I was watching that video because I I feel like that was like really the first time that he was like trying to hold back like a face palm because even he realized just how stupid that question is. Right. And apparently, Cortez says that he loves the country more than Hispanics. And then Trump's response to that was, I don't know, I think I love Hispanics more. Which, you know, that has no really, like, good answer to that question. It shouldn't have even been asked. That is absolutely horrifying. And the thing (laughs) is, like, compared to the things he's said and done, that's Mm. very mild. And 
Oh, yeah. Like, just think about that for a second. Like, that is mild compared to things our president has said and done. And mm. that's just fucking terrible. Like, that whole thing is just fucking awful. And it's mild. Like, I can't... It's <laughs> bad. What? It is. We're fucked. It, it's, it really sucks <laughs> to laugh at that. But, you know, that's what it is. You know, people are, like... You know, he was elected to the office of president, and that's how he's acting? Yeah. Like, you know. And speaking of things that he's said and now done, uh, the pork industry, uh, he, back in one of, one of his uh, election, like, campaign things, was that he was going to impose uh, a law that would allow the pork industry to be responsible for inspecting itself. So it would take away that responsibility from the USDA. That's disgusting. And that, and not even just that it's the, the pork industry, like it's, it's specifically like pork, like meat packing. So like people that are butchering and shipping off the meat to different parts of the country are now able to self-regulate which in any on any corporate level self-regulation is a very bad idea did we learn nothing did we learn nothing from the early 1900s <laughs> no apparently not did muckraking not exist like i am shook at that because literally oh my god well, first of all, I, most of y'all know that I'm Jewish, but I do not keep kosher, mm. but I am a vegetarian. So it's okay. like, it doesn't affect me, but still that's fucking gross. Like, yeah, oh cause it, it, like they can do whatever they want then. And it's not even like, like they're like, you know, that's just an idea that he's like bringing up now. That's something he's been fighting for since 2016 and it's actually getting put into place, like, later this year. That's just, like, that's just awful. I'm going to tell my mom mm. to, like, not eat bacon for the rest <laughs> of her life because that's just so bad. It's probably someone's fucking foot. Ugh. Ugh. I'm surprised. God. This guy. What? Just because <laughs> Trump steaks didn't work and didn't <laughs> doesn't mean that everyone well, else should, <laughs> should self-regulate. Um, Trump has told the Democrats that they should look into, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Obama's Netflix and book deals. Uh, he's claiming that he, that the, the couple are, uh, they used millions of taxpayer dollars to cover up, uh, sexual harassment, uh, issues during their administration and uh that what else was it that they are getting money from uh netflix so that they can continue to do that kind of stuff all right <laughs> i have so many things to say first of all he should be one to talk i 
that you know what i wrote it down right there i'll have to send you a picture of it later because i i wrote it down i was like she's gonna say he should be one to talk wow you called it right there (laughs) um yeah he is like he is speaking of fucking pork he's a swine um Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i that's horrific and oh my god where do i even start okay so there's literally evidence of him like talking about harassing women Mm -hmm. and he also like tried to pay off stormy daniels oh yeah and like that's in the public and he has been like outwardly saying that like Brett Kavanaugh is innocent. Like, that's been his latest thing on that. Yeah. Is that, like... I know, I, like, want to vomit every time I say his name, but... Um, he's, he's a disgusting piece of human garbage. Yeah. A swine. Um, <laughs> I also I think, think... pigs have more class than him. <laughs> I would say so. Um, <laughs> also, Trump is using taxpayer money to, like, go golfing, like, every day. Um, yeah, there w- wasn't it like um, they were using money to keep uh, like people in the military at Trump's hotels in Ireland. Yeah. 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 That's um illegal. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's getting out of hand. Like I have a buddy who works for a very prominent news agency. I can't you know say which, but um, she one of her assignments for the day was to literally follow him around a golf course. Wow. And I'm just like, so you're not going to the White House? She's like, no, we're going to, like, this place in Virginia. And I was like, what? Like, it's just, it's getting out of hand, and, like, that's what he's using. He's using National Park money for that, too. Like, he's dipping into all of the wrong funds. And if he says he's as rich as he is, then he should just be using his own goddamn money. Um, (laughs) But so I think that he's incredibly wrong and disgusting for accusing the Obamas, who are so outwardly against sexual harassment. And, like, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, you know, he was the vice president for them, and he was had that whole stand-up campaign... Mm -hmm. Which, like, you know, he had his fair share of accusations. Um, mm-hmm. But that administration was very dedicated to oh, yeah, yeah. fighting uh, harassment and getting it out into the public so that there were more um, places for victims and survivors to go. So, I think that's very important. Yeah. So I just think that Trump is just finding more and more things to, like get angry about and mm-hmm. yeah. Nuts. yeah i agree there's a lot of like speculation about that is that um he's using it as like a possible distraction because people keep wanting to like investigate into the Mueller report as well as like people starting to like come at uh kavanaugh again right and so he's just trying to uh he's just trying to point his finger and blame someone else for issues that are help that are happening that don't concern him whatsoever yeah and honestly i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) yeah he's he's delusional 
And I think that Carrie Fisher, God bless and rest her soul, may her memory be a blessing, uh, was right when she said that she has this like great quote that was like, I know what, you know, cocaine addicts look and sound like, and Donald Trump is one of them. <laughs> so I uh, God I bless her. Yeah, I know. She was taken too soon from us. Um I agree. But honestly, I think she's in a much better place than... Although I would like to see what she would have to say these days, you know? Because oh, yeah. there's so many celebrities that are, like, against him. And, like, you have Chrissy Teigen and Bette Midler and Leah Delaria. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I There are a lot of people that um, passed in... Like, do you remember 2016 was, like, the year that, like, every celebrity died? Yeah. I, there are a lot of people that I feel would be very, uh, like, outspoken and would be put in under a lot of, uh, like, scrutiny had they still been alive today. Like um, Robin Williams or David Bowie or Alan Rickman. Like, just even, like, George Michael. Like, everyone oh, yeah. would be so, like, outspoken against him. Yeah. And... You know, I, I'm. I wish that I could see what they were doing now, because they're probably, you know, milk and honeys for them. <laughs> I yeah, and like obviously, like I'm a big Bowie fan, and I actually have a Black Star tattoo. Um. Oh really? Yeah. But oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but um, you know, it's funny because like his persona, the Thin White Duke, was a fascist, mm-hmm. and yeah. but like. In the past, I guess, 20 years, he was married to, like, a Muslim, a black Muslim woman. Mm -hmm. Um, He was, like, an open, like, bisexual man. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just... very often just androgynous. Yeah, I would just love to see, like, him tear Trump a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I miss him. Me too. (laughs) Um... Well, that wraps up the the what did he do segment. Uh, these are just a couple like fun occurrences. Uh, did you know that there was we have come in contact with the first interstellar comet to ever be observed in the solar system that comes from uh, outside the reaches of the solar system? Oh man, we have to make a parody account for it right away. You have to put it it's in your funny. comics. <laughs> I I really do, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's called uh, Oumuamua. Oumuamua? Yes. It, it it was originally, like, discovered in 2017. Yeah. Like, like, they got, like, a reading of it, and that was it. They couldn't see it. But, like, this week, it we uh, finally got a picture of it. Wow. Um, And it's funny. It wasn't even, like, found by, like, NASA or... SpaceX or anything. It was an amateur astronomer named uh, Gennady Borisov. Um, I believe he's Ukrainian, and he was just like hanging out with his with his telescope. And uh, obviously, it wasn't like a backyard telescope. It was one that like uh, observes multiple spectrums of light. Right. And, and he he created a composite image of it uh, using different spectrums, and it was incredible it's it's you can barely see it 
but uh, you can see like the different streaks of light that don't line up perfectly around it. So it kind of looks like it's something out of like an 80s movie. Wow. That's yeah, epic. It's, it's very cool. I can't wait to look it up after this. One of my, um, uh, one of my like most like favorite parts of that story is that that proves that in other solar system there are like bodies in space that follow the same rules as our solar system right so, and like it it was they believe that it was too big to be held by a star's uh, uh gravitational pull so most likely what happened was the star uh died or something like that and the gravitational pull became a lot less so when it spun around it just kind of like kept going and uh it's gonna be like making its way like past the sun in like like it'll most likely become uh a, a, a comet in our solar system which that's crazy that's as far as we know that's the first time that's ever happened that's nuts I That's know. so I think cool. It opens up the possibility of aliens. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, wasn't today uh, supposed to be the Area Fifty One thing, or is that tomorrow? It's funny that you mentioned that because that's the next topic. Oh. Uh, <laughs> September twentieth, when this episode is airing, our brothers and sisters are out in Nevada storming <laughs> Area Fifty One. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I think that it died, like the meme died, and then... I think the meme died. But, but it's being the... resurrected. Uh-huh. Like, I, I actually have a friend who texted me. He was like, hey, are you going to the Storm in the Area 51 thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, man, totally. And he was like, no, but, like, really? And I was like, no, I'm not going. Are you kidding me? I'm in college. And he was like, oh, well, you should come. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like... And then he sent me a picture of his plane ticket. He's flying to Nevada tomorrow. Oh, my God. Because he's going to go try and raid Area 51. So I know that he's trying to. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to, like, get there and be depressed because no one's there. But, that like, I, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm genuinely concerned because the government can kill you. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, didn't those two YouTubers get arrested? They were, like, from the Netherlands or something, and yeah. it happened, like, over the weekend or something, <laughs> but they got arrested for trying to go into Area 51, and I'm just, like, I'm sure that, like, originally it could have been enough people to actually storm it because I'm sure they outnumbered the United States military, but, mm -hmm. like, now it's probably just gonna be, like... I would be shocked if there were even 10 people. Yeah. I, I'm... My hope is that it actually happens. Me too. Is it I, bad I, that I want to see it happen? No, it not at all, because I so want it to happen. I think it would be incredible. Plus, why? I want to know why Area 51 is the most heavily guarded secret that is known to the United States public. Like, like, what do they have in there that is so, like, heavily guarded? It's probably, like, in 
I don't know if you watch American Horror Story, which, shameless plug, it's starting tomorrow. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I need to catch up on it. I still haven't finished Asylum. Is that all, like, you've seen the first season and then, like, a little bit of Asylum? Yeah, I watched Murder House and loved it, and then Asylum wasn't my favorite, and I just haven't been able to get through it's, it yet. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. I think you'll like season three. That's what I've heard. That's uh, Coven? Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, But in the last season, uh, basically, like, all of the nuclear bombs on Earth go off, and all of, like, the rich people have these bunkers that the government, like, like you, you could, like, buy a ticket and, like, be in a in this, like, crazy nice bunker. Um, <laughs> and, like, maybe that's what it is. Because I know they do, like, nuclear testing out in the desert and shit. Like, they test yeah. all these fake towns and stuff. I don't know. I, I want it to happen. I want to know what's inside. I am not going to be surprised if people get arrested tomorrow or today i guess it's today yeah. yeah i'm i'm excited i'm looking forward to it i'm excited to see any news coverage that they get on it <laughs> as a journalist me the fuck too <laughs> <laughs> um and now we have uh something that i just i find fascinating so i thought that i would put it in the podcast i did sure. it last week this is called this week in history uh it's just a quick little recap of some of the most interesting things that i found have happened from like over the last week uh i thought that i would share it with you and our viewers sure. so uh kind of throwback to when we were talking about the eagles uh or september 15th in 1943 was the official creation of the football team, the Steagles. Do you happen to know what the Steagles are? Steeler Eagles? Yep, that's exactly what it was. In, in 1943, the NFL uh, suffered a big hit to all of its teams because most of its players were being drafted into the, into the military because of the United States' emergence into World War II. Right. So the two Pennsylvania teams that were established in the 30s, 10 years prior, uh, decided that they were going to merge and they created the Steagles, which uh, if you were to go online and look up original Steagles uh, like merchandise, there's people like selling it for like $25,000. Holy shit. I know. Like that's it's. It's a major collectible item. It only lasted until, like, 1946. It was, like, a three-year thing, and uh, it was, like, it was big. I forget where they played. I think they went back and forth from Pittsburgh to uh, Philadelphia. That's nuts. But I know. It was it was wild. World War II was a, <laughs> a crazy time for every country that was involved in multiple ways than one. <laughs> And it's funny because you think about, like, the rivalry we have with the Steelers. Mm. And it's just know, so funny. funny. Yeah, that we, like, I, I mean, it might not have ex existed yet. It probably hadn't. But, like, just thinking well, about, like. They didn't have divisions back then. So the Pennsylvania teams 
were rivals, but at the time, the Steelers sucked. <laughs> like they were they were so bad that they were in danger of actually like like the team losing its franchise and like disappearing. And so when they combined into the Steagles and uh, it like put it put the fan base together after it was done, people were like deciding on what players they wanted to follow. So a lot of them ended up going back to Pittsburgh, and that's how uh, the Steelers had such a large fan base. Wow. Yeah, they stole from Philadelphia. Ugh. Well, <laughs> fun fact, I went to, what was it, middle school with Art Rooney's grandkid, one of his grandkids. Oh, no way. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, that's lucky. I wish I knew some like famous grandkids. <laughs> I know a couple. Ed <laughs> Snyder's grandkid, too. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Ah, d- um, another Philadelphia fact. Uh, September 17th, today, is the anniversary of the Constitution being signed. Ooh. Yes, City Hall. It was, uh, I guess it was, it's Independence Hall, but it was called just City Hall back then. Have you, have um, you been to Independence Hall? I love it. It's so much. It's it's so beautiful. I think the last time that I was there was like like freshman year of high school. It's been a while, but it's every time that I'm in Philly, I like to pass it just because it's it's so like pretty to look at. Have you ever gone to the Christmas market outside of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh I'm homesick now. Yeah. When I was gonna say, when's December coming? I know. I'm like, I'm homesick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Vanessa Williams becomes the first African American woman to win Miss America in 1983. Really? Yes. Wasn't and you know what the sad thing about that is? What she was also the first woman that won Miss America. To give up her crown. Why'd she give up her? Because she used to be a uh, photographer's assistant. And she, um, when she was an assistant, like two years before she won, she was uh, posing for a shoot where it was her with another woman and they were completely nude. um, And... The photographer sold the photos to Penthouse, uh, which is a magazine, obviously. What the fuck? Um, and Penthouse announced that they were releasing the photos. And the f- I think one of the most interesting things about that is that, uh, well, there's two things. Penthouse, to this day, has not spent more money on photos than uh what they paid for the pictures of vanessa williams wow um but i the most interesting part is that hugh hefner founder of playboy yeah said that the release of those photos was immoral and improper well yes i agree i i a hundred percent. And I think and, and, he's right because he probably knows that it was non-consensual. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting that he, of all people, 
that's that's why I put it in there is like Hugh Hefner of all people are telling you that what you're doing is improper. That's when you know you messed up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um Friday is the 400 year anniversary of when Ferdinand Magellan left on his voyage to circumnavigate the globe for the first time ever. Magellan. In, yes, in 1519. What a weird year. I know, right? <laughs> like, like, it was like, that was it your last episode where you were like talking about the 20, like the 21s? Like, yeah. 2100 yeah, that... what? Like, 1519 just doesn't have a ring to it. Like, no. I also just, I realized that I did the math wrong. That's actually 500 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I said 400. It was 500. That's like half a millennium. Well, Magellan, like, we will uh, always appreciate you more than Christopher Columbus. But yeah, thanks for I'm... proving that the, the earth is round. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you of all people, of course. I... I... I absolutely like I, I kind of make a joke out of it and so does spirit yeah um, but <laughs> I I genuinely can't stand flat earthers me too like, I think the concept of it is so absolutely mind-boggling like I don't understand how even after there's proof that was made 500 years ago that some that they're still trying to dispute that i want to send them all literally every single last flat earther on this round earth to fucking space <laughs> to the moon do they think the moon is flat too no actually they um it, it kind of goes along with uh there was a guy that tweeted at them he was like hey uh if the Earth is flat, then is Mars or the Moon flat? And they were like, no, because as of uh, uh, as we've observed, we have proof that the Moon and Mars are both round. And I just that sentence, like them saying that they have proof that the uh, that the Moon and Mars are both round but the earth is not is like like how does how does that just go over someone's head <laughs> dunces they're all dunces and that's why the flat earth society wears a dunce cap in my comics amen to that <laughs> <laughs> and the final this week in history uh on thursday in 1850 is when the United States officially abolished uh, the slave trade in Washington, D.C. I thought that you would enjoy that fact. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so slavery still existed, but just not the trade? Right, not the slave trade. And actually, it was, it was uh, exactly 30 years or 20 years prior in 1830 that... Um, a uh it it was i don't want to say the name of the group because it had an inappropriate name in it but it was a convention of 
black slave Americans that went to DC and uh, fought them to abolish slavery. And 20 years later, in 1850, they stopped the slave trade. Obviously, it took almost another 20 years to abolish slavery as, as a whole. But it was just, it's funny that it started with like, I think it was like 40 people that like escaped slavery and then all like marched up to uh, DC to to fight it and I feel like they need a lot more recognition <laughs> yeah definitely and I feel like especially on that day it should be recognized oh, yeah. so I'm gonna keep my eye out uh Thursday or um yeah, yeah. for that because you know as someone who lives in DC I think that's something that shouldn't be overlooked um mm-hmm. definitely wow I'll uh I there's for those listening, there's going to be a link to that. Uh, it's a uh, it's a today in history from uh, historynet.com, and uh, that's where I get a lot of that information. So there, that's going to be in the description. After this, I'll I'll uh, I'll text you the the list so you can take a take a look at it, and then also check out things that have also happened that we just didn't mention. Um, there's a lot of stuff in the 1800s that happened like this week that surround uh slavery so definitely give that a look definitely all right and i think that brings us to the end of our podcast is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners you can plug yourself or uh just you know say whatever you want yeah this podcast is sponsored by uh, mother gaia on red Bo- uh redbubble so um go to redbubble.com slash mother gaia and um i don't even know if that's right but um, yeah. is it right yeah. <laughs> and buy your merch um i if i hadn't have just lost my job i would be buying mother gaia right now um but <laughs> once i start working again i'm gonna buy out the whole store so you better act fast because things are gonna go quickly they will sell out so buy your merch today Redbubble.com slash Mother Gaia. <laughs> Go do it now. <laughs> you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was going to throw that at the end of what you were going to plug. <laughs> so let me just let me just plug you. Twitter.com slash A Simple Sun God. Go follow Helios because she's fantastic. She'll brighten your day. And she's a whole lot of fun just to uh, see her points of views on things that go on. So check her out follow her you know retweet her stuff and then if you want go to the mother guy store and pick up some stuff <laughs> yeah you're so sweet <laughs> so are you thank you for coming on today yeah this was fun this was a lot of fun i i'll, I'll definitely have you come back oh thank you so much this was incredible i'm so glad i was honestly last week i was expecting to do a full hour and it I, I think I recorded for like 50 minutes and then I kind of just ran out of stuff to say. It's hard to do it so, by yourself. It is. It's, I, I found that out the hard way. But uh, having you here has made it exponentially easier. And honestly, having the conversations that we've had, it's going to make editing a lot easier. Like I was cutting out stuff just because I was like talking stupid. But 
you know, I'm I'm excited to go and like listen to this again. This this was a lot of fun, and I hope that a lot of people yeah. uh, enjoy it. Thank you all for listening, and uh, I will see you all later. Bye.